hate being cooped up at home because of the COVID-19 pandemic? Guess who feels the same way? President Rodrigo Duterte. Alam mo, sa totoo lang, if there is anybody who wants to be out to enjoy and even to live life normally, ako. Ako yung ayaw talaga sa itong uh, lockdown, lockdown. I hate it. If I'm reckless enough, then I'd get it. Because uh, in the coming days, I intend to go around the country. Magbisita ako. Magbisita pa ako ng kampo ng mga military. So I'll have just have to take precautions. What happens if Duterte himself, the highest elected official in the land, tests positive for COVID-19? Welcome to Episode 5 of the Seat of Power podcast. I'm P. Renada, Rappler's Malacanang reporter. So how likely is it that Duterte gets infected? The tally of COVID-19 cases among government officials is growing, particularly the cases among staff inside Malacanang itself, where President Rodrigo Duterte lives. For instance, the security personnel in Malacanang. At least nine tested positive, one of them a security aide based in Davao City where Duterte has flown to at least thrice during the pandemic. The other eight are security aides assigned to Executive Secretary Salvador Medialdea who attends the meetings with the President. Then there's Malacanang's communications and broadcasting staff. Eight employees of People's Television and Radio Television Malacanang are active cases as of August 4. ETV and RTVM are in charge of recording and broadcasting Duterte's speeches and presidential spokesman Harry Roque's press conferences. Roque is also a regular in face-to-face meetings with Duterte. PCOO, or the Presidential Communications Operations Office, has 27 active cases. Its offices are inside the Malacanang complex but on the other side of Pasig River from Duterte's residence, Bahay Pangarap. According to several sources, there are many more COVID-19 cases in other Malacanang offices that haven't yet been reported by media. Duterte has had some pretty close shaves. A close aide of Defense Secretary Delphine Lorenzana tested positive around the time Lorenzana joined the president in an event in Sulu back in early July. Lorenzana is one of a handful of officials who've had direct access to Duterte during the quarantine. Some of these handful of officials have tested positive themselves, like Education Secretary Leonor Briones, Interior Secretary Eduardo Año, and Public Works Secretary Mark Villar. Despite these close calls, Malacanang isn't clear on how often Duterte gets tested for COVID-19. We know he took his first swab test on March 12, the day he announced the Metro Manila lockdown. As of May 19, or over two months ago, Presidential Security Group Commander Jess Durante says that Duterte had only two RT-PCR tests. Meanwhile, American President Donald Trump supposedly gets tested daily, even more than once a day on some occasions. The White House calls him the most tested man in America. But maybe that's because Trump still goes around the country, while Duterte has largely been cooped up in Malacanang. An exception was when Duterte flew to Holosulu in early July 3 to calm down the military after policemen killed four of their intel officers. But Durante also says Duterte gets an RT-PCR test 
every time he flies home to Davao City. This is because his daughter, Davao City Mayor Sara Duterte, requires this of all persons who arrive at the Davao International Airport. Going by this, Duterte and his close-in staff have gotten tested via RT-PCR test at least thrice. His most recent trip was the week of August 3. He flew to Davao City after putting Metro Manila and nearby provinces under modified enhanced community quarantine. So far, Malacanang has never announced a positive result. In fact, after the first test in March, Harry Roque has never informed the public of any new tests done on Duterte. Would Roque even tell the public if Duterte tests positive for COVID-19? Technically, he should, because according to the Coronavirus Task Force's own rules, personal information of a positive COVID-19 case should be made public. IATF EID Resolution No. 22 says that the government, quote, adopts the policy of mandatory public disclosure of personal information relating to positive COVID-19 cases to enhance the contact tracing efforts of the government, end quote. But the second reason the palace should tell the public if ever Duterte tests positive is, he's the president. Here's the explanation of lawyer and former dean of the Ateneo School of Government, Tony Lavinia. Section 12 of Article 7 is also an obligation of the president to inform the public. And the obligation is not only to the president, but actually to his cabinet, to the people around him, to inform the public in case of serious illness of the president. So in my view, when you are testing positive for coronavirus, even if the illness or the symptoms are not yet grave, that is already a serious illness. There is no way that a coronavirus diagnosis cannot be considered a serious illness, given what we have seen all over the world and in the Philippines. And that should immediately trigger Section 12 of the Constitution. Sir, what about people who would say that if he's a mild or asymptomatic positive case, then it doesn't qualify as a serious illness? No, because a serious illness simply means that you are diagnosed with disease that can qualify as serious, that can lead to that, that can result into something more symptomatic. So for example, when you have cancer, that's an example, you should report that and you should publicly report that even if it might not be terminal. Precisely that the people will not speculate, those people will actually know. The distinction is if you are asymptomatic or mildly symptomatic, you certainly do not have to resign. You don't have to transfer power to the vice president. Your cabinet does not have to say that you are no longer unable to discharge your duty because you can discharge your duties if you are unknown. I mean, as, lo- as long as you are able to sign documents, meet with people in the conference, there is no duty for you to resign or transfer your powers. But diagnosis itself of a serious illness, no matter the stage it is, is, I think, a matter of public concern. But an even more important issue is, will Roque himself even be informed about Duterte's health status? On August 4, when reporters asked him how often Duterte gets tested for COVID-19, he said he didn't know. Sir, good morning. Pikapin ko lang yung hindi niya nagpatanong kanina kay Pia. How often does the president get tested for COVID? When was the last time that he got tested? Well, hindi ko exactly, pero kami po ah, ako, because I regularly see the president, no, together with four or five other members of the cabinet, I get tested every 14 days for COVID, and I am tested via rapid test kit every time I see the president. 
There have been times when Rocky was the last to know about Duterte's visits to the hospital. For example, in October 2018, when reporters asked if Duterte skipped an event to go to the hospital, Rocky said he had no information. Duterte eventually admitted he did go to Cardinal Santos Medical Center to get tested for cancer. It's also usually the media who independently get wind to Duterte's hospital visits. Reporters ask Roque to confirm rumors, then Roque asks Duterte's close-in staff or Senator Bongo to confirm. In short, if not for media sniffing out news about Duterte's health, it's likely that Malacanang would not volunteer the information to the public, despite it being a matter of public interest. Duterte is infamously sensitive about issues relating to his health. Only his small inner circle knows about his health checkups, and I suspect an even smaller circle knows the real state of his health, COVID-19 or no COVID-19. But let's say the palace does disclose Duterte's status if he tests positive for COVID-19. Would Duterte continue discharging his duties as president? Or will Vice President Lenny Robredo become acting president automatically? According to Lavinia, Duterte could continue with his duties if he's an asymptomatic or mild case. The equivalent of that is like he's going on an extended trip abroad, right? A two-week trip. And when you do that, you actually have a caretaker in the Philippines, right? You don't have to transfer power to the vice president because a caretaker can receive your instructions anytime. And so that's the case. I mean, nowadays we know that Zoom is as good as face-to-face in terms of meetings. They can have a protocol, certain things only the president can sign. He would obviously have to quarantine himself for 14 days or until he tests negative. His meetings would all have to be virtual or he'd be told to rest if symptoms emerge. He could self-isolate in Bahay Pangarap, inside the Malacanang complex. If he tests positive in Davao City, there's his house, which he shares with his wife and teen daughter. Or the presidential guest house in Panacan, called Panacanyang. It's a different scenario if he develops a severe case, which could mean he has trouble breathing or functioning normally. Worst case is if he'll need intubation or mechanical ventilation. If so, Section 11 under Article 7 applies. Section 11 is a mode of governing the country when the president is seriously sick that he is actually obliged to inform Congress, uh, the President of the Senate and the Speaker of the House, that he's no longer able to discharge his duties and powers of his office. What if the President is unable to declare himself unable to discharge his duties? Then the second scenario kicks in. A majority of the cabinet has to attest to the President's inability in a letter to Congress leaders. In both scenarios, the vice president becomes acting president until the president again writes to Congress to say he is now able to run the country. He doesn't even have to inform the vice president. The vice president becomes the president at that point in time. From the roughly once-a-week public sightings of the president during his televised meetings with cabinet members, Duterte doesn't appear to be coughing or exhibiting any COVID-19 symptoms. He does look older and more tired, but that could be due to his other health conditions and his age plus pandemic stress. The president is 75 years old. I mean, a lot of people, well, not much a lot, but I know that there are some people who would happily use I'm polyamorous label to basically justify anything, mm-hmm. to justify sleeping around, to justify not committing, but that flies in the face naman, of how we see it. It's my choice not to be a mother, but I'm not, it's not dissing on mothers. Dissing yeah. 
on motherhood, uh, on parenthood. Purely person-to-person basis. Uh-oh. I'm Marguerite Leon, host of Rappler's I've Got an Opinion, where I speak to ordinary people who have a lot to say about extraordinary issues. Listen in every other Wednesday at 8pm on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Because of the paramount importance of Duterte's state of health, there have been attempts to compel the government to disclose it. Lawyer Dino De Leon filed a petition before the Supreme Court last April, but it was dismissed outright. A majority of the justices say Duterte's televised public addresses were enough to prove the state of his health. Lavinia says the decision is harmful because it takes out the mandatory nature of Section 12. It's a weapon Duterte can use to shield himself from scrutiny into his health. Certainly, he can use that as he has done before. That it is for him, it's a private thing, and, and uh, but I think that's not what is intended by the constitution. I always tell people that there's a specific reason why we have the provision on mandatory disclosure of the health situation of the president when, when there's a serious illness. That's to prevent the Marcos type of situation before of humors, speculation. As, as now, people speculate whenever they see the president in on TV and they see some color of the skin or some behavior that they suspect is because then, then they speculate. And so we're, we're really back to that era where people are all the time speculating about whether the president has any illness or not. The two justices who dissented say the issue deserves to be fully litigated because it was a chance for the Supreme Court to define the constitutional provision requiring public disclosure of the president's health in case of a serious illness the Supreme Court would have defined what constitutes a serious illness to guide the government and public. Outright dismissal of the petition indicated a quote-unquote overly deferential attitude to Duterte, said Justice Benjamin Kagiwa. The clarification is needed now more than ever, when the country is in the grip of a deadly pandemic and the man at the helm is particularly vulnerable to the disease because of his age and other health conditions. We should always be transparent with the president's health. Because our country is a presidential system, as a presidential system of government, where all executive power is vested on the president. That becomes even more important in the time of crisis and the time of the coronavirus. In the country, there's only one word, the president. Everyone else is alter ego of the president. But alter ego actually means that they can only say things that they think the president approves of. And they can only do things that they think the president approves of. That means you have to be meeting with the president regularly, engage with the president regularly if you're in the cabinet. And the public needs to be assured that the president is in control. And when you have rumors about his health status and when you are not transparent about the president's condition, then in fact, you are doing a disservice to the people. What kind of health updates would you want to hear from Malacanang? Well, if he's tested, for example, regularly, I'd like to know whether or not he tested positive or negatively because that gives me an assurance that, in fact, he is in good health. Yearly, we should get the summary of his health checkup. We don't have to get the details, but is he sick of anything? What is that and what is the stage of doing that? What medicines are he taking in general terms? Thanks for listening. I'm Pira Nada. Listen to Rappler's podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts.